0: Welcome back, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with my good buddy Andy Herman from the Pack-A-Day podcast, ready to talk some football after an embarrassing loss from the Green Bay Packers in that building right there right behind me, Lambeau Field. The Packers going down 27-10 against the Jets. Andy, walk me off the ledge here. How bad is it, Mr. I've got my grades out and I've looked at all the tape and I know everything that's going on? Talk to me, buddy.
1: Well, I wish that were true. Table, right? I wish I knew everything uh, that was going on. I wish I had a solution to everything that's going on. Uh, I think Jair Alexander said it best after the Giants game. Uh, he wasn't worried after the Giants lost, but he said he'd be worried if they lost to the Jets. And I think it's officially time to be uh, a little bit worried. It's uh, well, funny the news. you say
0: that because I asked Jair about that quote literally a couple hours ago, and he said, you know what? We're getting it fixed. I'm not much of a worrier.
1: So maybe maybe he's
0: turning the tide here. Maybe, maybe we'll be fixing it, and he, we, there's no need to worry. Um, We all know where he really doesn't produce much, but what do you see when you look at the tape? Because for me, I've gotten to go back and look at the game just once so far. And man, it was about as depressing as it was watching it live.
1: Yeah, you and I, I think, are both of the usual mindset of like, even when it felt great originally, you go back and watch the tape and you'd be like, okay, there's a lot to clean up. And even when it looks brutal, you're like, okay, there's some things they can build on. These last couple of weeks, it is kind of as bad as it looked originally, and there's not a it's lot really of great takeaways from it for all of the I know everyone's favorite word analytics for all of the <laughs> analytics for all of the modern offense for all of okay. the everything that there is out there football is a game of blocking and tackling and when you can do neither of those things at all, you are going to lose. A lot of football games, and not just blocking offensively, but they couldn't block for the Rodgers. They couldn't block for Jones. They couldn't block for Dylan. They couldn't block for Crosby. They couldn't block for Pat O'Donnell. So if you can't block in any phase that's going to be a problem. And when you can't tackle in any phase, clearly specifically on defense and with Brees Hall, who's a fantastic running back, no question about it. He's going to have his fair share of body count when it comes to missed tackles at the end of the season. But it's not like this has just been a one-week issue. That is going to be a recipe for losing football. So we can look at a lot of different things. The best players need to play better. The scheme can do things better. They probably need to put some players in a position to succeed better, but if you can't block, and you can't tackle, it's going to be very difficult to win in the NFL.
0: Very well said, and I could not agree more, and it's something that I keep coming back to. But We'll stick with the offense for now. I mean, all offseason, one of the kind of recurring things I talked about on Packers Daily was this idea that there were, you know, fits and starts on the offensive side last year. You did see some sustained kind of weeks where it kind of worked on offense, but the kind of up-and-down nature of the offensive line last season, guys in and out, I thought really kind of fed into the problems, right? Fast forward now to this year, the hope was, okay, yes, you're going to bring hopefully Bakhtiari back at some point, Jenkins at right tackle, etc. Yes, they're coming back from injury, but a more solidified offensive line should help in that regard. And so far, obviously, there, there's been the up and down, like in and out at left tackle. Jenkins has certainly not played up to expectation. But, man, if they don't get the interior of the line fixed, i.e., uh, Royce Newman, I don't know what you can do on offense. I mean, obviously, you do have to give the Jets credit. They are an incredible front. They have given everybody problems that they've faced this year. But it's not just a one-week thing. It just kind of came to a head in this game. And to me, look, you always talk about getting the best five out there. There is no equation where I agree with anyone saying that Royce Newman should be part of your, quote, best five.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have that much to add. Right. Uh, but, I mean, I think – I think we, I don't know if we fell into a trap or if we were fooled or what the, the, the case was, but I think it seemed very plausible that all right, maybe David Bakhtiari isn't his full all-pro self. But, and by the way, I thought he had a he very nice pretty game damn well. Game. You, yeah. I was just
0: gonna say you mentioned like there are very few bright spots in this game, and yeah. he's yeah. one of them. Very clearly. The fact that he played the entire game and that he played so well, that's encouraging.
1: Very clearly. That probably the takeaway from this game if you're looking for <laughs> right. a positive. Sure. Uh but you thought, all right, left tackle probably good to go. John Runyan Jr. not a world beater last year, but a really, really nice season. Josh Myers, some things clearly he needed to work on, but like even if last year's Josh Myers was the Josh Myers that you got going forward, you were like, right. okay, th- like that's workable. Royce Newman, right? Not a good, not a good season, but a thousand snaps for a rookie that wasn't a complete unmitigated nightmare,
0: and a guy who improved as the year went on. That's exactly. the thing that's frustrating is that. We all saw the issues early
1: last season and he certainly improved as the season progressed. And even if Elton Jenkins not, you know, coming off an ACL and playing a new position, even if he wasn't all pro pro bowl, whatever caliber Elton Jenkins that we were used to previously, even if he's like, better than Billy Turner. Good. Like Rick Wagner. Good. Like whatever, <laughs> right. like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, Valdez Rick Wagner good.
0: saved their bacon two to you. Know, it, you know,
1: If those, if, if he's that, you're like, okay, you know, things are good to go, but all of it, not being, except maybe say for Bakhtiari that this past week, all of it being far below expectations at every one of those positions right. is extremely concerning for where the state of this team is right now.
0: Do you think this is a week where they make a pretty significant move? I know Matt, has said now two weeks in a row that quote everything is on the table or everything is going to be discussed. And I mean they tried to make a move in game by yeah. inserting Hanson who plays five snaps and then gets hurt and then they got to turn around to Newman and go, oh, you know, by the way, that benching thing, get, get back out there, kid. We 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 believe in you. I mean, that's gotta shatter a guy's confidence in game, let alone yes. like during the week, if you get sat down. But do you think this is the week they make that move? Because I understand that they don't want to lean on rookies and God knows they'll probably throw Hanson out there, but Zach Tom is sitting there and I I think he played extremely well at right tackle in the preseason. Put him out there, put Jenkins back in at guard slide running over to the right side if you have to, but man, there's no world where I look at Hanson and Newman as better options than what we saw from Tom in the preseason. And I understand, yes, he's a rookie. Yes. He's undoubtedly going to make a mistake or two, but man, you know, David Bakhtiari was a rookie when he got his first start. Ellen Jenkins was a rookie when he got his first start. And I'm not saying he's going to end up as good as those players, but at some point you've got to look at what you've got up front and the inconsistencies there and at least attempt to improve. Because if there is no change and you keep muddling through with the five they've been throwing out there, I just don't see how you ever, ever get to a point on offense where you can produce consistently. I mean, we can talk about – the attack and how they're spreading it out or the motion and lack of motion. That's been the buzzword, you know, so far, these kind of two days after the game,
1: none of that matters to me if they can't fix the offensive line. Totally agreed. And it it felt to me, like the Giants game was their come to Jesus moment for the defense where they realized, okay, right. well, we got to play, we got <laughs> to operate lot. a different way. Exactly. Right? Like yep. we got to play more press man. We can't do the same thing. We got to add an extra guy in the box. And they, you know, we saw some of those things, especially in the first half, really improve uh, against the the jets and those, those changes get made. It felt like this game was the come to Jesus for the offense of like, all right, we have to make some major changes. This can't be the same. We can't keep doing the same thing over and over. Like, yeah, we're going to trust our guys through the first five, six weeks of the season, but now it's put up or shut up time or three and three and, and something has to give. So I think the big thing, and just based on how Elton has played so far, I am not super confident and I pray that I'm wrong, but I'm not super confident that you just move Elton into guard and everything's fixed for Elton. Like it just seems like right now he's not the same. And I don't know exactly what it's attributing to that. If it's just the injury or if there's other things, but if it takes moving him back to left guard for him to feel whole again and right again and understand what he's doing, that's the first thing that I'm doing because uh, if if you can even solidify to some extent I know Runyon and uh, Myers were, were bad in this game and have not been you know who we thought they were going you know, so far this season right. but if you can get Bakhtiari and Elton and and um Myers and Runyon going well through one through four quite frankly I, even if you have to put I don't care if it's Royce Newman Josh Nyman, or Zach Tom or I don't really care who it is at right tackle because you already have a major issue at right tackle and you have a issue at right guard. So if you can at least get your really good Elton Jenkins or something near him back at one of those spots in the interior, well at least now you just have an issue at right tackle and everything else is now a little bit better and you can hopefully win with that. So uh, I think they have to make some change in some capacity. I do think we'll see something different this week.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think your point about like, you know, kind of the come to Jesus thing, right? Like they kind of got hit upside the head in London about it. And I think you're right. They did get kind of shellacked, like beaten up about it against yeah. the jets. Um, Let's talk about the motion thing since it's going to be a thing all week. And if we don't talk about it, then we don't talk about the move. Okay. All right. Let's talk about it. Like I am of the opinion and I know what Roger said post game. I know he mentioned motion, right? And because he did, then we go in Monday and Matt is asked about like, well, Rogers wants to simplify things and he mentioned the motion and blah blah blah. I don't think he's talking about motion. I think he used that as an example, yeah, right, right in the moment, but more than anything, I think he's talking about the protection up front. and that again comes down. We're back to the offensive line, right? because until that's fixed until that's good, none none of it none of it matters, right? And Matt kind of alluded to that when he was asked about, you know, the, the line and guys doing the wrong assignment or whatever. He literally called out Newman when he said, you know, Elton has, we have a slot blitz on, there's a slot blitz coming. Elton calls it out and Elton goes and picks it and Newman doesn't do his assignment off of that. And that's, and then Matt says, and that's just one of many, but it's like for the head coach to call that out tells you, okay, there are communication issues up front. And for Rogers, I think, especially coming off of that game, I think he's talking about okay. Can we let's simplify shit at the in the front, right? Let's yep. not have a ton of checks. Like we're having all these problems with the 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 stunts and the twists and everything. Okay, let's simplify that up front because, again, until that happens, until that works, he's going to be running for his life.
1: The way that I took that entire thing from Aaron Rodgers was: we have to crawl before we walk, and we have to walk before we run. Mm-hmm. And that goes for everything that they're trying to do. And maybe and we're I, trying to do too much. 100%. Exactly. Yep. And I think they are tr- like, they're probably going into this season saying, Hey, we can do a lot of the same things that we've done in the previous seasons. We've come along for three, four seasons. Now all the advanced stuff that we did with Devante and MBS and, and like, we can do all of those same things and all of it. Right. I think they felt mm-hmm. like they could just kind of jump in and, and kind of maybe pick off, pick up where they left off. And I think, when all of this stuff starts happening and you have protection breakdowns up front and receivers are – we've seen multiple times receivers are in the same spot almost colliding with each other and like you're you're missing handoffs at the mesh point. It would tell me, and I think Rodgers is spot on here, that players are not just playing instinctual football right now. They are right. thinking too much. You are doing way too much and you just have to sort of slow everything down and you have to, you know, crawl before you walk. So let's get, like you said, the protection simplified up front. Let's run some base concepts on the outside where these receivers don't have to do a ton of thinking. Let's make sure that we're running, you know, not something where it could be a left or it could be a right or it could right. be a runner. It exactly. could be a pass. We're like not counting sure. on
0: everyone up front, all 11 guys to read something similarly.
1: Ex- exactly, in the right? right. And, yep. may- and maybe in week 16 or in 17 or playoffs week <laughs> one, you can get there, but like yep. there has to be a progression and when things are all sort of breaking down around you I you know if, if he uh maybe didn't want to sound too much like Mike McCarthy I think maybe he would have played the fundamentals card and just said we got to get back to fundamentals but that's correct that's the other
0: thing I that's I, I had a bit about this on gut reactions but I mean if there's a point in that first half where they try to run a left zone play to Aaron Jones and it gets blown up for negative three yards it's like yep. that is one of the simplest plays in their playbook I mean yeah. it's I form like zone left and they can't block it day one install. I mean th- that's as simple as it can possibly get and they yeah. they can't do it. And again, it's about the offensive line. Like to me it, it that will be the watch kind of word so to speak here for the next 2 3 weeks because I don't think it's going to be automatic. I think they'll continue to struggle in Washington. That that's a really good front they're going up against and I don't think it's just snap your fingers and you got it all fixed. You know, there's yeah. just no way. Um Looking at the approach, it's interesting. You mentioned um, you know, the London game to last Sunday. To me, it's interesting to watch the defense, how it played in the first half, right? And then now we all look at the second half, and of course, the Jets put up a, the, all, the majority of their points, right? The thing to me, and I know it's frustrating when the defense is giving up that final drive. I mean, God knows the whole place knew they were going to run the ball, and they ran the ball successfully right that is beyond frustrating as a fan but I will say one of the reasons the Packers are in that situation obviously the you give up a punt block for seven points you automatically behind the eight ball right that you're just especially with your offense but the offense is the issue when you can't play complementary football and your defense has to guard against an entire playbook and I know Zach Wilson didn't light it up But as a defensive coordinator and as a defense, you're still having to guard against an entire selection of they could throw a bomb here. They could try and run a screen. They could do all this stuff as opposed to, okay, our offense has even maybe, God forbid, gotten a lead so we can kind of pin our ears back. But if your offense is doing absolutely nothing all day, you can't expect your defense to be lights out for four quarters when the opposing offense in this league has the entire kind of menu at their disposal to me this is a team that is desperately in need of some complementary football and they just cannot seem to find it in any of their faces
1: yeah I've, I've said all along like th- th- this team kind of has one formula for success and it has to be playing complementary football it's got to be playing uh, a little bit more um you know ball control offense you know whether that's handing uh, off or just God getting forbid. the running back all I know right, right? Um, but that has to be the case on offense. Special teams can't have you know 10 points and uh, then negative on the day. Lord. And you know your defense is going to have to hold up much better than they have. And I, I give the defense a lot more accident forgiveness in this one because they were set up for failure by the offense and special teams throughout the course of the game. It felt like the defense did everything they could through the first, I think LaFleur said, like eight drives of the game just to like keep this game within striking distance. At the same token, I will say... Like, if you're going to be a what I think needs to be a great defense for the talent that they have and for what this team needs them to be, you've got a game that's in the balance in the second half, and you've done a great job of stopping them. And with the game in the balance, you go touchdown drive, touchdown drive, field goal drive. That bled the entire clock away, 17 points with, you know, really very minimal – um ability to stop anyone on those three drives so I, I don't put the blame on this one anywhere near close on the defense and in fact i think if we're talking offense even special teams like we don't even you know we don't even bring up the defense early in this one as right. much but right. i do think game in the balance they've got an opportunity and especially the one where you know that you allow the uh or i think it's 24 10 and green bay finally goes down or whatever they're, they're down yeah. by uh You know, best
0: score 14. They
1: finally get a a touchdown to make it within seven, and you've got an opportunity as a defense. If you can get off the field, there you're actually going to have some momentum. The Packers are going to get the ball back down seven, and instead, the Jets just go right down and score an immediate touchdown. And that to me was the one that was a little bit disheartening.
0: Yeah, there's no question. Like to me, again, the the complimentary thing is like so glaringly obvious, and it was obvious in London when they do the three and out. After giving up this long drive for a touchdown in the Jets game, it was glaringly obvious when the defense is doing all it can to keep this team in the game and the offense just cannot get on track. And of course, as you mentioned, the special teams blunders going back to the offense real quick. Uh, are you as sick of hearing it's not good enough or we got to do better when it comes to questions about Aaron Jones, not getting the football. When is this team going to lean into the fact that Aaron Jones is their best offensive player and run the offense through him because we still 6 weeks in see spread offense three four wide receivers at a time trying to throw it downfield cons- in like or just running slants and dropping it etc why you're featuring why the wide receivers who look i think are fine complementary pieces but Aaron Jones is your best player and he gets three carries and I don't care if you throw him the ball I don't care if you hand him the ball get him the ball it just
1: blows my mind yeah there's zero excuse for it and I talked about this a couple times this week but if I'm a defensive coordinator going against the Packers and I'm doing a threat analysis of like all right what do we need to be most cognizant of and aware of it's like okay we got to make sure Aaron Jones doesn't get on track because if Aaron Jones gets on track Um, He's a, their playmaker. He's the guy that can take it the distance and B, if he gets going now, all of a sudden your play actions and everything else is at your disposal. Right. So like that's, that's one aim and clearly defenses are cognizant of that. But as you're going through that, you're like, okay, so you got to stop Aaron Jones. Now, are they going to feature him throughout the course of the game? No, they're not going to actually feature him throughout the course of the game. Like, are, 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 do we have to worry about him getting like 25 carries? No, he's probably actually going to get like five or six. So it's like, <laughs> as you're doing this, like threat analysis, you're like, that's Lord. the guy you need to stop. And you don't even need to. Oh, yeah. The, the Packers will stop him for you. They'll stop him for you, it's, which is just mind numbingly uh, frustrating.
0: Yes. A hundred percent. Um, We'll end on special teams since we going to Ooh. talk about it. Oh, God, they were so they were doing so well. They were doing so well until they weren't. Um, it was so exciting to see them block a punt. I mean, it was. I think what well, I th- I'm gonna say 2020. I think Josh Jackson had a block punt. Yeah, against against I guess the Vikings. Think it was Josh Jackson. Yeah, but that like that's the last time I think that that's happened. So was it was it, was it Jackson and Drew? Jackson and recovered it. I think Jackson. Yeah, recovered I think, think John Drew wilson blocked it. Josh, Josh right. Jackson recovered that's it. That's right. I mean, but it's been a while, right? And to see it, and it, it was so well executed and you're feeling so good. And then I have a pl- punt block. And then again, the complimentary thing, right? So Packers block a punt, get no points off of it. Thanks offense. The, you know, Jets block a punt and get a touchdown off of it. You know, that's, that's again, it, it's it's worrisome in the sense that the the block by the Jets against, the, on the field goal felt eerily similar To many of the blocks last year and the sense that there was instant pressure up the middle where you're supposed to work inside out that's supposed to be your you know that the the reason the whole kind of building blocks of protection the fact that they could just bowl them over that kind of echoed everything else in the game in the sense of like the Jets just seemed to manhandle them up front in all three phases
1: not a special teams expert by any stretch of the imagination gotta think Jack Coco, Jake Hansen, Royce Newman, as your three guys right next to each other oh on your field goal shit. protection group, maybe not the best idea overall to you know block the interior, where, like you said, that's where you have to start as your point of strength, right? right. So, like that seems like probably not ideal. But how crazy is it? If I would have told you in the off season that within the first six weeks of the season that the Packers had a mirror image of their meltdown against the 49ers where they allowed a punt block for a touchdown and a field goal block right off the same side, um, and it's basically a footnote in the week of how awful things went. Like, what if like this, this would have been like, oh, a, my God. like meltdown disaster in most weeks of talking about the special teams did it again. They, it was the yep. exact same thing as 49ers playoff game, yep. block punt, block field goal. And it's like a footnote of how bo- poorly things are going right now, which is just,
0: man, when you put it like that. Can't wait for the Washington game. Really <laughs> yeah. excited to see what could possibly transpire this week.
1: Taylor Heineke season.
0: I know Heineke getting the start. Uh, Carson Wentz. I can't believe we don't. I'm, I'm more nervous about going against Heineke, Heineke than I was sure. against Wentz. For sure. Lord. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens and what we get to uh, discuss next week when we talk football. Andy, Pack a Day podcast, Packer Report. Check him out everywhere you find your, your Packers news and Packers analysis on the internet. Andy, I can't thank you enough, man. Thanks so much for doing this. You know. Uh I we should do it on Monday. It's Tuesday today, but I had to get it in. I really appreciate you taking the time, man.
1: Hey, anytime. Thanks so much, Aaron.